Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris, or Vela Sozal on social media. Welcome back to So Over 50 podcast on So Organized Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. So Organized Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on Sub 50 podcast as we continue with this Sewing Friends series. So over 50 intersects with all communities. Nicole or September Fadden and Helga of Salix Sews on Instagram are our So over 50 Sewing Friend guests. Now we heard from Helga last year and she was really wonderful to share her time with us. Today on the Sewing Podcast series for Sew Over 50, they're here together because they're sewing friends. Hi, Maria. Thank you for inviting Nicole and me to take part in your podcast series, Sewing Friends. We're incredibly honored. Yes, we really are. Thank you very much, Maria. I'm Helga Weidenhammer, and I'm 50 years old and have started sewing in my 20s. The pandemic actually brought me to Instagram and to Sew Over 50. In January last year, I opened my account, I made it open, to become an active member in the sewing community, and in particular in the Sew Over 50 community, which I have come to love indeed. My Instagram name is Salix Sews, and it's not Salix in Iowa, as another member of the community guest. It's a Latin word for willow, and willow in German is Weide, which is a part of my German last name, Weidenhammer. Oh, thank you for explaining that. You know, it's a wonderful way to let people know who you really are. Nicole. Yes, my name is Nicole. My last name is Presley. So not less Elvis Presley, but with a T in the middle. But most of my friends call me Nick. So that's just a short form. And I have just turned 50 last year so I'm now an official member of uh, So Over 50 which makes me very happy because before I always felt like I illegally spied around the community walls although I felt very welcomed though but now I'm officially a So Over 50 member and perhaps Helga explained her Instagram name as you said Maria mine is September Faden which um, is a mixture between September, which is the month when I was born, and Faden is the German word for threat. So it's like a little bit sewing in there and a little bit of being born in September. And that was the idea of that name. And I have been sewing for more than 30 years now. I started at the age of 17 or 18. And the reason was that I came home from school one day and I had met a girl there and she wore a beautiful skirt and I badly wanted to have a skirt like that too. And so I got home from school and I told my mama, I want to have this skirt. And so my mom, she's a passionate sewist too. She said, okay, let's make it. And this was the start of my sewing passion. And I have to say here that everything I've learned well, I was taught by my mom and I'm so grateful for that because she's still there. She's about 80 years old now and she still helps me when I don't know what to do or sometimes when I don't like to finish a project because I got stuck somewhere in the middle. Then I always put that stuff. I go to my mom and say, mom, help me or just finish that for me so I can start a new project. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. I wish I had my mother or my grandmother. My grandmother was a sewist 
and she taught me a little bit as a teenager, but I wasn't interested then. And I only picked it up very much later. <laughs> and I really had to learn it from scratch. But that's a way of learning too. It's, it makes it more difficult, I think. If you have someone you can ask, it's, it's much more easier. Somebody who's always around you, that was very easy for me then. Nick, when you put that project aside because you need help or you don't want to finish it, do you eventually finish it or what happens? Well, I do have a lot of UFOs here in my sewing room, uh, which never I never finished them because... I don't know, sometimes I make a mistake and I don't know how to solve it or I don't want to solve it because I would have to unpick everything again. And there are already so many other things in my head I want to do that I just put it aside. And the things you put aside, sometimes it takes you years to take them again and to start it again. Mm -hmm. And to avoid this, I sometimes just bring it to my mom because I don't want to have this huge amount of, of UFOs lying here in my sewing room. But the older I grew, the lesser it happened that I just had things I couldn't finish. It doesn't happen anymore. Sometimes I just bring these some things to my mom because she loves helping me. So that's a way of getting into contact again and letting her take part in my sewing. This is quite nice. That's really good that she can do that with you. Yes. And she loves sewing herself, but she's not very keen on sewing for herself. She always has been sewing for my sister and for me. And she began sewing for herself, actually, when I started sewing. Then she re-began doing it for her again. Oh. But now she stopped because she, she has problems with her fingers. It's, it's very difficult for her to move them. And she only sits down by the sewing machine when I ask her to. The way you've described it, it's a lovely way for the two of you to have a conversation and she can continue to share her knowledge with you. That's exactly how it is, yes. Yeah. Let me get back to your friendship now. How did you both meet? When I started following So Over 50 in the beginning of last year, I picked up Nicole's account quite early on during my first Instagram days, actually. She had taken part as a guest editor So Over 50 and she had talked about scrap busting. And I saw all her makes and I found them awesome. I love her scrap busting projects. I liked every single one of them. So much creativity, beautiful details in there. There is, for example, a skirt which she made from ties or a jacket which she made from coffee bean bags, what you did, Maria, last yes. year too, remember? Yes. So you have something in common. <laughs> and I scrolled through her posts and I read nearly every single one of them. And I found also her writing incredibly nice and the pictures exquisitely beautiful. Really, really beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And in her posts, I saw she used English, but also the German language. So it was pretty clear that she was a fellow German. I also saw her name, of course, September Faden. So I guess there must be something German with her. And when I scrolled on, I laughed when I found a post where she said that she had visited Rügen, an island in the north of Germany, at about nearly the same time as me in 2020, I think. And of course, I wanted to find out which city in Germany she lives in. So I scrolled on and you can't imagine how my face dropped when I found out that she lives in my city in Augsburg. My mouth really dropped. <laughs> 
And in one of my comments later, I told her that we live in the same city and then we plan to meet for a coffee sometime. But you know, the, the pandemic came in between. It was extremely funny because I was a guest editor at So Over 50 then. And I was quite busy answering all the comments and replying to them. And then a Salix Sos commented and I just replied on it. And I didn't think a lot about it because there were so many comments. And three or four days later, I got this new comment by Helga, this time in German. And she wrote, oh, I just found out we live in the same city. And I was really amazed because Augsburg has got about 300,000 inhabitants. And I only know about three or four people living here who share my sewing passion. And my friends, for example, they know what I'm doing, but I can't talk to them about sewing because they, <laughs> they don't know what I'm talking about. They just sometimes think, okay, Nick again, she's a little bit crazy, but that's all. And now suddenly you find somebody via Instagram, so virtually, and in an English-speaking community, and you find out that she's living in the same city than you do, this really was a miracle. And, and I can't thank Judith and Sandy enough to connect all these people worldwide and to do this work for all the followers they have. I think they're doing a really, really great job. And so like that, people like Helga and I really could connect. I think Helga and I must have met in former days in our favorite fabric store because we always keep sneaking the, around there like two or three times a week maybe a week. sometimes <laughs> I don't know but yeah, of certainly. course we never recognized each other because we didn't know each other and now this has all changed and I think the first time I listened to Helga or I heard her voice was when you Maria had this podcast with her and I saw it on Instagram again and I said okay let's listen to that on your way back home from work yeah. and it's this 15 minute walk and I had her in my ears and I went home and I had to laugh out loudly a few times because I found Helga to be extremely funny and talkative and when I arrived home I immediately texted her and told her that I found her podcast very very great and I think Helga from that day on we texted a few times a week and we just had the idea of meeting in real life yeah, much more. I think that's the good thing about the podcast is that you see everyone on Instagram, but now you can hear them as well. It gives more depth to everybody who's on that platform. Yes, I think so. It makes a, a great difference. If you, if you hear people, for example, I heard Julie consistently different designs for the first time in your podcast you published. And I never had talked to her, but I had read all her posts and we texted via Instagram, but, but listening to a voice then makes it all different. Mm, huge difference. Yeah, it's totally different. And it also takes down barriers, at least in my case, because when I first saw Nicole's post, I have to say, to be honest, I was a little bit in awe <laughs> of her. She had collected about 2,000 followers, whereas I had just started with about, I think, 10. <laughs> and it was um, a bit like speaking or writing to a rock star or a celebrity first. <laughs> I didn't really know, can I approach her at all? <laughs> Me, little one. When I heard her voice or when I hear her voice and when she replied back, it was immediately obvious that she is a totally open person and very nice and friendly. So that fear went away very quickly. <laughs> That's good. That's very good. Yeah. How do you bond virtually? 
Well, for quite some time, we only commented on each other's makes. And when Nicole, Julie and Gabrielle started a sew-along, the Miri dress sew-along, I had finally built up enough courage and I joined them. <laughs> Wasn't that easy, all these big celebrities <laughs> doing something together. But it was such a nice sew-along. It was so great. And everyone made this mirror dress. And everyone used another fabric. And we had lots of fun together. So many funny posts. And I even made two of these dresses. It has actually become one of my favorite summer dresses. Because it's easy to sew. It's so comfortable to wear. It has this shawl collar with a modest neckline, not everything is falling out. <laughs> and I find it very, very flattering. And actually, Helga, you wore that dress at our first meeting, at our first real meeting. That's true. Absolutely, yes. Yes. <laughs> you had to recognize me somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was so angry about myself because I thought, Nicole, you could have worn it too and you forgot about it. Oh, no. <laughs> and I thoroughly picked what I was wearing that day. It was self-made, of course, but I didn't think of the Miri dress. And then Helga came and I said, okay, that could have been a match. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great first meeting mm -hmm. because I only took a few days off work. It was during lunchtime. And we met in a cafe close to my office. And this was really funny to sit there and to talk to each other. And yes, we got to know each other better. And we found out lots of parallels. There's more than sewing, I think, that combines us, more interests and everything. And this is nice to find out too, because it needs more to talk about than only sewing to get a friend. But it worked out quite fine, I think. Absolutely. And I really don't think we talked about sewing at all. Do you remember? We talked about everything. I told her th things I hadn't told anybody else for a long time. It was so easy to talk to her. It took us two hours. I think so, yes. As you said. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Mm -hmm. It was the first time, yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. For example, Helga is working in an office where a very good friend of mine is working too. So it's not the same office, but very close related to each other. And this was fun. Or for example, Vienna, Helga's daughter just moved to Vienna mm -hmm. and it's a city I love. I try to go there once a year. At least it was the case before the pandemic. Now it has changed a little bit. But I know a very, very huge fabric store there. And I told Helga at once so she could go there when she visited her daughter again. That's true. And it was such a great tip. I always go there now. When I visited my daughter the first time in Vienna, I went with a good friend of mine who is called Monica. And she doesn't sew at all, but she accompanied me to this shop. It's called Komolkas. It's in the center of Vienna. And we had no intention to stay there a long time. And when you, you look from the outside, it doesn't even look very big. But after having entered, we were both completely in awe. <laughs> the shop has several floors on 2,000 square meters. And it's probably one of the largest fabric retail stores in all of Europe. We spent more than an hour and still hadn't seen everything. I really had to tear myself away from all this wonderful fabric and had to restrict myself not to buy too much. Of course, I did. My stash is already quite huge. Not as huge as Nicole's, but still huge. Don't talk about that, Helga. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Even Monica bought some silk there to 
make a hand sewn scarf, which I found very, very cute. <laughs> and I've never seen such a wonderland of fabric. And whenever I visit my daughter now, it's a must to go there. And I always think of Unicorn when I go there too. Thanks for the tip. Nice to hear. <laughs> Vice versa, I gave Nicole a tip because when she goes to Salzburg, I think she went to Salzburg a little later that year. I commended a quaint little button shop to her. My daughter had studied in Salzburg, so I'm pretty familiar with what's going on there with buttons and fabrics and haberdashery. So I gave her a tip in that city. And this was a very good hint for me as well, because I go to Salzburg once a year during the festive season, because I do love to go to the theater. By the way, Helga does too. Yeah, <laughs> we have to go together one day. Yes, we do have... I think Vienna, Salzburg, we are doing a round trip theater and fabric stores. <laughs> yes, but when I went to Salzburg that year, I went by that uh, button shop again and I must have seen it before, but I never went in because it's a very, very tiny shop and it's not very nice from the outside mm. because it's so tiny and it's very old fashioned. But that time I went in and I came out 30 seconds after because the shop was so small and there were like two or three customers in it at that moment. And you, you can't sneak around on your own just to have a look. You have to wait to be served. And this is something I usually don't like because I'm feeling obliged to buy something then. And I prefer having a look on my own and then asking somebody to help me. So I went out again after 30 seconds. And my husband, who had been waiting outside, said, what are you doing out here after 30 seconds? <laughs> And I said, I don't find anything in there. And he said, well, I have looked to the window. Have you seen these beautiful buttons? And so he forced me. He literally forced me to go back in there. And so it's, it's his fault that I came out 30 minutes later, yeah. 150 euro poorer and with like 20 or 25 buttons I've bought. And they do have so many nice buttons they do have porcelain buttons they do have buttons from coconut wood or embroidered buttons they're just great and they're sitting in my shelf now and waiting for the perfect project oh that's very cute and that's all <laughs> thanks to your husband yes yes concerned that you only spent 30 seconds in that shop yes you have to show me these buttons nicole you have to show me i haven't seen them yet I wanted to bring them today because we intend we intended to meet, but we're going to talk about this later, I think. I'm going to show them to you. They're really beautiful. Great. Do you meet regularly? Uh, not really, unfortunately. Yep. At that time, uh, there was still COVID around. It was summer, but there was still COVID around. And life repeatedly got in the way and gets in the way. Mm. Nicole is very busy. She's working full time. She's a journalist at our lo local newspaper in Augsburg. She's actually the boss there. Just a small unit. <laughs> yeah, but still, <laughs> you're a big <laughs> journalist. And I only work part-time. I have much more time than Nicole. And even I don't find enough time for my hobbies. So I don't know how Nicole is able to do anything at all next to her strenuous job. I think we met again in September that's when we decided we must do a project together one day, wasn't it? Yes, I think so. Well, actually, yeah. we intended to meet today. That's right, yeah. Yes, I took a day off work today 
Tell them, Nicole, it's your fault. <laughs> it's my fault. Yes, I, I admit, I admit. <laughs> yes, I took a day off work today. At least that, that's what I thought until last evening. And then today in the morning, uh, my colleague called and told me that he felt ill and um, if I could work instead of him. And so I texted Helga that I had to go to work. And second thing is that my Corona app today sent an alert because uh -huh. I had a business meeting one week ago and uh, one participant was tested positive after. And so I did two uh, quick tests and they were all negative. And today I did a PCR test, but I didn't get the result in time. So Helga and I decided to stay at home and do this today via Zoom. We have to come back to our idea of sewing together and I think we're going to do that quite soon. Yeah, I hope so. I'm very grateful. Helga even had prepared dinner for me. Yes, I had made Hawaiian toast. I missed everything. You know, that's a very, very typical German dish. <laughs> Nobody knows in Australia or in America, I think, what uh, Hawaii toast is. <laughs> I think it's a typical 80s dish. Have you ever heard about it, Maria? No. no. Oh, you have to taste it. It's great. Okay. It's a very popular dish in the post-war area. Everybody wanted to eat something exotic. And then this dish came up. It's just a buttered toast. Yeah. You put some ham on it and pineapple and you cover it with cheese and you put it in the oven. And when it comes out all nicely baked, you can put a cherry on top. And that has become a real a blast in all over Germany. Everybody was eating Hawaii toast in the 70s. And it's a really retro, re retro, do you say retro? Yeah, retro, retro dish. Yeah. And it's even on Wikipedia. You can look it up. <laughs> it tastes awesome. You have to try it, Maria. Yeah, one day. When you come to visit us, Maria, I'll serve you Hawaii toast. <laughs> yeah. Look forward to it. So yeah. my husband had to eat it all. I think he was lucky I didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he texted me. Oh, I told him this is off today. And he said, is the Hawaii toast off too? And I said, yes. <laughs> And he said, oh, no, I'm so I'm sad now. And I said, I'm much more sad than you because my wonderful afternoon is gone. <laughs> it was a little bit mean because Helga sent a picture of the Hawaii toast to me. And I sat there all hungry and couldn't eat it. <laughs> yeah, we'll have it next time. And we'll make yeah. a camp in my living room. I'll bring uh, the iron board down and we'll sew in the living room. Oh, good. That was just the start of our Sewing Friends chat with Nicole and Helga. There is more in episode 306, so make sure you subscribe to Sew Organised Style Podcast for this next episode and to get all the latest Sew Over 50 podcasts from Sew Organised Style. This episode for Sew Over 50 on Sew Organised Style was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Nicole and Helga, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to over 120 So Over 50 podcasts, and I hope you'll support the production of this podcast through our Patreon account if you are able to. 
Every podcast is free with the aim to keep you company and encourage you to sew more often. Post any questions or suggestions you'll have on our Instagram account at Sew Organised Style or on our website at www.seworganisedstyle.com or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.